0: I'm Vicki I'm Lynn. And I'm Bree. And we are telling, telling on that. ourselves.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So I must say last week I listened quickly to the the thing before we uploaded it to make sure we didn't need to edit anything. Yep. And y'all <laughs> my name I
1: went. This is Lynn. Lynn? Where? It's like a Southern <laughs> Chicago accent.
2: It's so weird. <laughs> God bless it. <laughs> what is happening to me? I do not know, but you Hello. are Lynn. I sure am. I'm very happy to be here today with um, all my lovelies. Yeah. Um, we have a good topic today and uh, it is uh, planning the action instead of the result. But before that, I won the toss for the first thought wrong. So I'm going to get it. Um, okay. So at work, I have two younger men that help me um, in, from the youth department and they're in their twenties, but I still call them the boys or the kids and they don't mind. So the other day, are reason, you sure they don't mind? I've asked, I okay. asked. The yeah. Um, I said, it's okay if I call you boys and they just kind of laugh. And I said, what about the kids? And then they just, whatever. They're boys. They don't care. That's a beautiful thing about working with <laughs> Guys like that, they just don't care. So anyway, we were, I don't even know how it came up, but we got to talking about college basketball and how it's going to be such a weird season because, you know, people have to keep canceling and all that because of um, COVID. And I'm from Kentucky, and the University of Kentucky is the best basketball team in the nation. And, you know, I grew up knowing this, not believing it, knowing this. Um, And one of the guys...
1: Remind uh, me, I I, I want to ask you about Kansas. So are they your nemesis?
2: No. Okay. Duke. Duke. Okay. Yeah. And okay, so one of the guys that works with me um, had a baseball scholarship to Eastern Kentucky University, which is a, a smaller uh, school, not too far from Lexington where UK is. And he so he lived in Kentucky for like five years, I believe, uh, which is kind of, you know, fun two degrees of separation when you uh, work with somebody up here and then it's like you have all these these things in common so he said something kind of snarky about UK and I said what and then I think I said get the fuck out of my kitchen jokingly (laughs) but um he said oh they're the worst fans and I said what are you talking about and then he said something about um the the players don't go to classes and I said they do they have to they may have a tutor sitting right there beside them but they have to it's part of the thing and I said where are you getting this information he goes well a friend of a friend the whole point of this is that I got so angry so quickly (laughs) And his body language was like, he was leaning against the counter and he had his arms crossed and he was being cocky. And I'm like, who is this young whippersnapper trying to tell me? <laughs> and I was at the stove and I kind of had my back to him. I had to like leave, walk into the pantry, take a deep breath. I got really, really, really mad. Like really mad. Oh and so I came God. back out and I'm like, I think we just need to agree to disagree. And he's like, well, I know, blah, blah, blah. I said, all right, then you need to go take a walk.
0: because
2: <laughs> We can't have this discussion anymore.
0: <laughs> uh, you calling my baby ugly, sir? You calling my baby ugly? <laughs> exactly. I got so angry, y'all. Like, really quickly. Like, boom, like
2: that. I'm like, who is he? Who is this young man that thinks he knows something about something? Yeah.
0: It's like goading you, too. Like, get try, like, oh, yeah. like, as soon as he sees, like, a little bit of it, you know, I know people like that. As soon as they see that they're getting you a little bit, oh, yeah. then if they just, like, pour it on. And it's almost yeah. like, oh, can I get her to snap? Like, what else can <laughs>
2: It was close. It was close. I had to take a lot of deep breaths, a lot of deep breaths. And now I'm laughing about it. But afterward, after it was over, I was shaking my head going, how did I let myself get so bent out of shape about that?
0: Well, I can relate to that because I used to be the same way when people would, you know, Bears versus Packers. And since my dad's from Wisconsin and I grew up mostly being a Packers fan, I mean, it was it would be so intense. And Bears fans, man, they just get so riled up because they lose all the time. So they just are like, "Con." Nah, I'm just kidding. See, I'm doing it. Uh, <laughs> see what I did there? <laughs> yeah,
1: but we don't care.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, for all of our listeners. I I know a lot of you are from Chicago. Don't haven't been watching football lately. Not nothing personal, but I. That's good for you that you were able to go and take some deep breaths because you're also like you know, supposed to probably be the more mature one. Cause they're the young whippersnappers. <laughs> and so exactly. I, exactly. Okay. Awesome. I got to keep my composure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, and, and I was able to laugh about it afterwards, but the other uh, guy, kid that was in the kitchen, he was at the sink and he just had his head down and he was shaking his head like, Oh Lord, this is going to
0: get ugly. This is going to <laughs> <laughs> get ugly. <laughs> well, I, Lynn, you could take him though. I know you could like, oh, that boy, better oh, watch yeah. out. <laughs>
1: It's just funny how we can become so connected or disconnected through things that we believe. And that's like a great example of your visceral response of a belief that you have. And you haven't been there in years. So he could virtually be right, but you don't know that for sure. But you were like, and they need to do this and they have tutors next to them (laughs) and
0: And it's funny on so many levels right because we do that and it's uh we, we took it personally and it's like lynn have you ever played basketball for kentucky like and like all of those basketball players are definitely in kentucky right now saying like well thank god we have lynn to defend us against all of these attacks They're just so grateful for
1: you. Oh my God. It reminds me of my ex how crazy he was about the Patriots and the Red Sox. And I was like, I would my argument would be: do you think these rich dudes care about you wearing the same shirt so that they can win for their game? Like, do you really think that it makes a difference?
0: (laughs) All
2: basketball is different.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There she goes again. Hello.
0: And that's okay. And, you know, yeah. but that's a great story, Linda. We got to have our
1: things, you know. We got to uh-huh. have our
0: things. Well, we all say
2: down there that we bleed blue, and I do bleed blue.
1: Well, we say that. Cubby fans say that too. There you go. So we both are, are aliens, blue aliens. <laughs> smurfs. Call us smurfettes. Um,
2: well, technically, all of us bleed blue until the blood reaches oxygen, then it turns red, but well, it's blue.
1: Of course, you're going to get technical. Energy. Lynn,
0: I appreciate the literalness that you just, that speaks my language.
2: All right,
1: Blue Bleeder, why don't you tell us what the definition is?
2: I will. I would be happy to. So we are planning the action, not the result today, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So the definition of planning is the method of achieving something that may, that may may that you have worked out in detail beforehand. I'll say it again. Sorry. Method of achieving something that you have worked out in detail beforehand. So that's planning. Action is the process of doing something through deeds, usually over a period of time. Through what? Deeds. Deed. Deeds. Um, And then result is something that occurs or something that occurs as a consequence of some action or how something ended or the outcome.
0: So results need action.
2: Correct. So here's a, yeah. um, You know how they say like all results must have action, but not all actions always have results. I think that's true. Hmm. Huh. So. But what we're talking about today is more just focusing on. Our
0: <laughs> well, I was really trying to figure out in my brain if that was true. I was going. I don't think it's know?
1: true. I disagree with that today. I was like, <laughs> well.
2: I, I, you know, I don't know. Do you always get a <laughs> well, result from your action.
1: You might get a bad result. You might get a good result. You might get a result of nothing. You might get a result like I just well, think it's no matter what, if you're doing something, there's a reaction of some kind. Well, it's and I also consider.
2: But is neutral considered a result?
0: I think it's neutral. That's the result, you know? Well, and then I said all results require action, but if you don't take action, then the result would be nothing, nothing. So it's still a result, even though you didn't take action, it's still like, so if I don't go to work then I am the result is that I am not working <laughs> yes.
1: well, this is right. way too complicated for me we got to dumb this shit down <laughs>
0: yeah. so back to the original
2: um an action is the process of doing something the result is how something ends up
1: yeah right so I put the uh, steak in the pan I overcook it it ends up burnt
2: correct And for us, and when we uh, work our daily program of sobriety and recovery, um, they tell us to focus more on our actions and not worry about the results because that will take care of themselves. So like when I say I just try to do the next right thing. Yeah. That's my action of the day. Trying to be open, honest, willing, um, be kind to strangers Leave a quarter in the Aldi cart for the next person. Those are. Do we, think,
1: kind? Do we have to, so? Does that mean we don't have to be kind to our friends if we're no. to strangers? Right Is
2: I think I. You're okay. I'm inferring, that of course, we're always kind to the people in our lives, but go that extra step and be kind. Yeah, to people just
1: be know. kind. Period. Especially yeah. right now, we all. Need I to disagree. Do you oh, think I, we should be bitches?
0: Stranger danger. <laughs> Look, listen, gotta be careful out there, okay?
2: Stranger danger. <laughs> so Look, just...
0: listen. <laughs> um, um fuck politeness. Is that what I'm like <laughs> you know? Just kidding. That's from a different podcast about yeah, true crime where they do fun. try to teach you yeah. to be have a um uh, at least a little bit of hypervigilance, just like a normal amount of caution concern and skepticism just in unfamiliar situations so I just want people to know I'm kidding you can be nice from
1: afar though that's why the COVID is probably a good thing for strangers because you can be nice to people from afar and you have your six feet and so they can't attack you so if they (laughs) come in close you know you can run
0: (laughs) yeah and if someone's being a jerk you just pretend like you're going to sneeze on them and then they will go away (laughs) (laughs) They will go away and wonder for the next <laughs> two weeks. <laughs> They're going to be just kidding. We don't want to. So this
1: topic kind of reminds me of, there's a woman that um, I went to some meetings with over the summer, several meetings with on the weekend. And she would say actions, regardless of feelings, um, that her sponsor would always tell her if she said, I don't want to do that. She's like, well, I don't care. You need to do it. You need to do, take this action regardless of your feelings. And I think What it boils down to for me, just this action without worrying about the results, what it works out to for me is that I don't get caught up in um, resentments or disappointment or like being, being rejected or doing a bad, bad job where I just show up, I do what I have to do and then... It's going to work out the way it's supposed to work. It's, it, it stops me from trying to control and manipulate everything. And that is how I used to operate my entire life. So this this was a new habit for me when I came into recovery.
2: Yeah, I definitely fell under the uh, forcing outcomes because I felt like I knew probably the best way it needed to end. So why not just go ahead and, and literally sometimes physically force or mentally force things to be the way I thought they needed to be. And that's just a practice and desperation and craziness all around. It really does. um, that, That feeds the resentments and the expectations and all that good stuff that's not good at all.
0: Yeah. I think it's the opposite of walking through your fear when you, you know, or focus so much on the result, you, you can par- paralyze yourself into not taking any action. And especially in the program that we have, a lot of the work we do is deep, deep digging and looking within ourselves. And then it's also like cleaning up the past. And if we always, if we went through all of the scenarios and try to plan what everybody was going to say back to us or, or how, you know, our fifth step was going to go, we wouldn't ever do it. You really have to like, I really like what you said, Vicky, about action regardless of feelings. Like you feel a certain way, that's great. Just do the next thing, which goes along with what you were saying, Lynn. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how you feel, what's the next right thing? And
2: I, <clears throat> I definitely think that gets easier for me. In the beginning, I didn't know what the next right thing was. Um, so basically what I would do in the beginning, and when I say in the beginning, in the beginning of my recovery, um, I would um, pause if I wasn't sure what to do. And if I didn't know what to do, I didn't do anything until I talked to my friends or whatever, because it takes a while to kind of, well, you're you're making new wagon mill ruts. I always go back to this, but it's true. It takes a while to um, reframe Your your every situation in life, like everything you come into contact with, you really are having to learn how to reframe that and come at it from a different perspective.
0: Yeah, because I use I'm so used to my wagon wheel rut is needing to know why everything. You know, I'm I was. And that was from being a little kid. I was probably the only kid that used to ask their parents why and get away with it. I remember when I'd ask my friends why their parents said no to hanging out or having a sleepover, they'd go, well, I don't know. I didn't ask. And I'd go, why didn't you ask why? Like, that would be the obvious. I was constantly asking my parents why. And um, I think I do that today, too, still sometimes. But you know, getting sober, getting into the program, and me not being able to ask Well, I can ask why, but I don't necessarily always get an answer. And that's more of an answer that's going to come from my higher power. And I might not even get that answer till like way down the road. Mm -hmm. Like this process and sobriety actually made me more comfortable with that because I was never comfortable with not knowing why if I if there was a question mark around something I probably wasn't going to do it or I was going to do so much investigative work that I would that when I finally figured out why I'd be like okay well then I'm not doing that like even if it was supposed to be something that was good for me like Mm -hmm. oh well I've over researched it and I my calculations say it's a no-go gonna it's gonna be scary and I'm gonna have to put myself out there so definitely not gonna do it (laughs) (laughs) too
1: much work avoidance like I, I i would get caught up in in the whole idea of oh i just don't get it i don't understand i don't want to do it I, explain to me why i need to and i think somebody said to me early on i'll never ask you to do something that i wouldn't do myself yeah and that was a big one for me to be like okay well It's not like they're asking me to jump off a cliff or or they're just asking me to not drink and take care of myself and be nice, (laughs) really.
2: You know, Vicki, that's a strategy I learned in management, especially in the kitchen, that you never ask your employees to do something that you're not willing to do as well. Um, and that's leading by example, um, Mm -hmm. you know, walking the walk instead of just talking the talk. And that's really interesting that you said that because I, you know, this, this, um, action motivated style of living as a as opposed to the results, how it does carry over and everything. And what I kept thinking of is my sister is a high school teacher and for years she taught AP English And she said it was so frustrating because it was that old, the kids would go, do I need to know this for the test? Um, And that's very much a result-driven platform for somebody. Do I need to know this for the test? Because if not, it's irrelevant to me. And imagine if we lived our lives like this. Am I going to be tested on this? If I'm not, I'm not going to pay any attention. All the life lessons we would miss out on, all the beautiful things we would miss out on.
1: Well, and okay, so one of my sponsors used to tell me, Um, just take the action and leave the results to your higher power. And because I would be like, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And I'm not going to do, well, a lot of it was those assumptions that I made about how another person would act. Right. And I had to really change that because I think I hindered myself in so many ways by doing that. And I think that for me, um, when usually when I don't care about the results, the results are, I'm pleasantly surprised tenfold by the results because i don't have like it's it's well first of all it's more of an adventure it's more fun you know let's see what's going to happen with this like I'll, I'll just and 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 this kind of reminds me of and this is just like a little offshoot of the whole concept of doing nice doing something nice for someone but not telling anyone and and it's almost like that, like giving of the warm fuzzies comes back to you around in a weird sort of way. And that's kind of, for me, like the universe blessing me or giving me things that I never, you know, I don't, I don't know how to say what I'm saying. So I'm going to stop. I'll let you guys continue. (laughs)
2: well I can tell you um, I had a doctor's appointment on Friday with a new doctor and it was a very pleasant experience and we talked for a long time and we were talking about my job and just different things and she's Was real savvy. Um, You can tell she keeps up with her reading. And I was talking about my job in particular, working with seniors. And she said that Cleveland Clinic did a study on people that do service work and they live 20 percent longer and they have 45 percent less depression and anxiety when they do when they do um, consistent service work. So what you're saying, Vicki, is kind of that, you know, it's that paying it forward thing. That's exactly what it is. <clears throat> and that's another, I think, great example of you're just doing the action. and You're not worried about who gets it, who gets, who re- who's going to reap those rewards. It doesn't matter because you put it out in the universe.
1: And it's that's all right. about not keeping score. I remember yeah. one of my friends used to say that we don't keep score. And I didn't believe that because I thought everybody kept score and when you learn this stuff and when you live this stuff, you really don't keep score. I mean, that's the whole, that's the bottom line is if we're doing the actions and we don't really care about the results, we want good results, right? We ultimately want good results, but when we're not like married to that, you know, we're not holding on so tight, it has to be like this. We have more openness
0: to receive other things. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's such a great point, Vicki. And I think, you know, before <clears throat> sobriety, I was always planning the results. Like, okay, I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get this back. I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. Like, then when I need a cash in a favor, this person's like, they're obviously not going to say no. Of course they would. And then I'd be (laughs) so disappointed. And I'd have to go through like, didn't you remember like all of the things that I've done for you in the last six years, which is why you need to help me with this. Um, But then also just the idea of, you know, when you plan so much, I think of it like, like going through a house or a maze or something and trying to plan what door to walk through. But if you just like, like you could walk through any door, they might all look the same. And um, what's behind the door could be, it's like deal or no deal. I don't know. Like what could be behind the curtain? It could be awesome. Um, And when we like overanalyze like behind the curtain, it could be a donkey too, you know, just like, (laughs) Um, so, you know, the results either way, like why put all that stress and energy into, you know, into overthinking the result when when you don't know. I mean, it could be something amazing.
2: Um, bre I just read that while you were talking, I reread the definition of planning and it's exactly what you just said. So it's your method of achieving something through a um, detail, um, pretty, pretty detailed um, mission. And if you take all that energy and plan an action, instead of taking the energy for a result, you're missing a step. So taking, you know, your energy and planning for actions will, the the results will just naturally take care of themselves. Right.
0: Right. And I think too, the reason like somebody wise probably came up with this slogan (laughs) or phrase or (laughs) idiom or whatever is because there's like more serenity if we just like, we get more serenity in life when we're focused on the action and not on the result. I think there's just like so much more peace and contentment all the way around because of the things you ladies said is, you know, Vicky, you, you said you don't have as many resentments and there's, you know, that's like a big part of it too, is like, that's where the serenity is. Like, you don't have to always be spinning your wheels and planning anymore.
1: Well, I think it's twofold too. Like that beginning part for me, too much planning can cause much more fear. I'm the kind of human who needs to take more action than to do more planning. Because when I get caught in planning, I can can get paralyzed by fear. So I have to think about it. But I also have to more jump into action. I have to stay in action more than in planning because I can get caught in planning. And then when I'm just in action, it's like things from improv. Like when I did improv, things create themselves when you do something. Nothing happens when you're thinking about doing something, you know?
2: I will agree wholeheartedly with you and give you two examples of me doing that (laughs) and jumping in blindly. The first one was when I decided to I was kind of uh, burnt out with a full-time job, worked for Kroger and I was in the corporate office and it was not, it was not feeding anything that I needed. And I decided to um, start my own catering business and I didn't do a whole lot of play. I mean, I did catering. I knew some people and I kind of had an idea and I just jumped in with both feet. And um, again, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life, do not regret it. Also now know that working for myself is just not my thing. I like to do it on the side, but for a sole source of income, it was too much. But again, I just, I did it. It's, if I thought too much about it and if I tried to plan too much, you know, it's like they say when people are planning to have kids, there's never a right time. You just need to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, that is totally what that was like. And then the other time is when I um, moved to Alaska, I started, I just thought about it. And I'm like, I'm gonna, just going to put some feelers out there and see what happens I started applying for jobs, started getting um, callbacks and interviews. And before I knew it, I had a job and I was moving. Didn't do a lot of planning for that one either. It was more like, let's just see what happens.
0: Yeah, it's easier to do one step, you know, if you can just figure out what you need to do right now. And then once that's complete, think about what the next thing is right in front of you. It's kind of why they have like blinders on horses, right? Like you just kind of like stay looking forward. And if you get too distracted by all of the other things that are going on around you, it could spook you, you know, just try to really, and I still have to break and thank God for this program because I do break things down in my personal life, you know, besides just sobriety in that way. Sometimes I'm like, you know, this is what I want in the end. And then I just have to focus on, okay. Don't focus so much on the result, but think about like, what is just this one next step that I have to do? And then once that one's done, it's like, okay, what is the next step now? Because I mean, just going back to what we're all saying, like focusing too much on the result and then working backwards and realizing there's going to be like 118 steps involved. I'm like, oh, like just (laughs) kidding. I really didn't want to do that that bad. Like,
1: (laughs) Well, and the overthinker in me, the Olympic overthinker in me can... You know, over analyzer. I don't know about you, but dating is a place that this manifests so much for me when I'm just newly starting to talk to someone and, like, okay, they texted me this. What do I text back? What do you think? You know, and I have to get like three people's opinions. Do I text them back or do I wait two days? You know, like just the ridiculousness of thinking about it rather than just being my full, authentic self. And that way, when you're in a relationship with someone who you're your full and authentic self is they either like you or they don't. And, and, and there's so much more ground. It's so much more grounded in reality. But I'll tell you that overthinking man, any anything I do, I can overthink.
2: And become insecure. That happens with me, too. If I if I overthink, I get real insecure. And that's a, not a pleasant feeling either.
0: I think for alcoholics, we especially like the the results oriented is has a lot to do with just we need to control and we need to manipulate and we don't want to feel insecure and we don't want to like lack, we don't want to have lack of security. So if we can just like, can if we can plan the result and plan all of the, like manipulate all of the different things that will get us to that one result, like we'll be okay. Like we'll be okay. And we, we can keep our normal and we can keep keep ourselves protected.
1: And I think every human does, but I do think addicts and alcoholics have a tendency to go overboard on things. Like,
0: mm-hmm. I mean, even
1: the way I shop. Well, because
0: we're not I okay when it on. doesn't turn out.
1: Right. Yeah. Like we do it. I mean, I don't know. As a generalization.
0: Well, right. Well, because I think the difference is like normal people might not like drink like go out on a spree and drink about it if it doesn't go their way like yeah people like normal people might be disappointed that something didn't go their way they might have a temper tantrum but they're not going to spin out of control and destroy their lives and the lives of people around them (laughs) through their through their alcoholism and their addiction (laughs) oh my gosh Bananas. bananas you know I, I like what you said, Vicki, too, about, I mean, you basically said creativity. There's no room for creativity. And I don't know how exactly you would put it, um, but it was like, a, you know, there's no room for creativity when we're holding on so tightly to the results.
1: And, well, and like, I think as a people pleaser, I can be very confined in that, that results, wanting to make sure the results are what I want Maya to be happy and I want... Paxson to be happy and I want so-and-so to be happy and I want this person to be comfortable and then it turns into a resentment you know I mean there are so many pieces of this puzzle and I guess what it makes me think of right now as we're talking about this is that statement and that they say a lot and it's on most of our coins when we get our our medallions are um, to thine own self be true and when we are being true to ourselves then we also give people permission to be true to themselves, as long as we're not keeping score of the results huh
2: yeah. and they yeah and they give it back to us it's not just that they're everybody's doing this linear thing it's back and forth and back and forth and back and forth which is a really beautiful way to look at it and I like what both of you all were saying about creativity because if we are being authentic results don't matter it it becomes like just a it's not even a, a, for me, it's not a factor in why I'm doing something anymore. And that I think maybe might be, this is my neon sign. This is the greatest lesson I've learned in, in sobriety so far is that it doesn't matter what I get anymore. I'm getting it every minute by minute when I'm living my life, honestly, and authentically.
0: Well, yeah, the results can be imperceivable on the inside. Like yeah. that transformation, when people look back and go, I used to never be this person or like, I can't, you know, I used to be, a, you know, I would want to like steal things from people or, you know, and now I never, you know, I've changed so much. I'm not the person I used to be. It's like, those are like the little results over time that build and build and build. You don't see them right away. It's not just like poof the next day, like you're this different person. It's like, right? I don't know. I think that's so cool what you just said about having that realization about over time, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: I do think that there's something to what Chelsea was saying about in education, how, you know, we're, we're we're required to have a result or what you were saying about your um, sister, because the, the result is so important. And I noticed that I have some people in my life and they're very economic with their actions and they don't take actions if it doesn't matter. What difference does it make? I don't need to do that. So I'm not going to do that. And I guess I don't, and I don't know if that's age or if that's alcoholism or in recovery. I don't know what that is, where I finally stopped worrying so much about the results. And maybe it was because of my alcoholism that I would obsess so much. Like my, my dear friend, Pam always used to say, don't ever leave an alcoholic hanging. If an alcoholic calls you, you call them back as soon as you can, or you get back to them because we obsess We obsess about things we don't know and we want to know and all that stuff. She's like, always just get back to them. Just don't leave people hanging. And I think that um, that's a lesson that I learned in not being afraid to pick up the phone because I was thinking, well, my codependency worked in my favor then because I was thinking about their feelings and I was serving (laughs) them. (laughs) I like it. Well, do we have golden nuggets? Are we ready to wrap it up? I think so. I think so. Well, before we do, I want to, we're going to have a contest. So we're going to have a giveaway. And the giveaway is going to be some of my Etsy jewelry. And I'm so excited about it. It's so much fun. And... um, What we want is we want people to. I think we we want to get more um, Instagram followers. So, in order to get it, we'll put the directions on Instagram. But you're gonna need to um, tag us, tag a friend, and um, like it, like and share the the post. And then we're gonna whoever um, you know randomly because I think you can do a random pick. That someone mm-hmm. will randomly win either a um, necklace and earring set or two bookmarks. So I'll put both of them up so you can see what you want. And if you share and share the love of telling on ourselves, because we love you all. And that's the giveaway, the T-O-O giveaway.
2: That's thank you Vicky, awesome. for your
0: generosity yeah thank you that's fun yeah I, that. I my bookmarks are coming in the mail today they should yes. be here Vicky said. so I'm excited it was funny because
1: I had to deliver Chelsea's and Sue's because I didn't get it in the mail on the right date and it was like a Sunday so on Monday I just like went there I felt like a little little Santa and I delivered there <laughs> and they live right by each other so it was perfect
0: that's hilarious love- it's amazing very cool. cool. Well, my golden nugget today was Lynn, you know, if we're being authentic, the results don't matter. And then that the results are like, although they may be imperceivable, they still are considered results. So we gotta yeah. just sometimes trust that things are happening, even if we can't see it.
2: Yep. Can't see it, smell it, feel it. It's still there.
0: It's hard. It's hard to believe in what we can't see sometimes. <laughs>
2: hard. It's hard. Uh, Mickey, you want me to go? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard um actions regardless of feelings thank you vicky that's a good one and then i believe brie said um more serenity in life when you're focused on your actions or was that big i don't know who it was it doesn't no, matter i think
1: Bree, because that was one of okay. them uh
2: was it moves yeah serenity in life when you focus on the action thanks
1: and my golden nuggets were really just the whole idea of diving in and digging in and not worrying about the results Just really, just the reminder because I can't, I can't, I can get so caught up on everything. And if I just do something, then something happens. If I don't, I'm always paralyzed. So I guess I'm just
2: super grateful for this one. That's a good one. Uh, Can I give you all a dad joke real quick? Oh, yes, please. And it's perfect because of what you just said, Vicki. What do sprinters eat for breakfast? I don't know what nothing they fast
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's kind of funny that you said that joke because when you texted us and said you're gonna eat breakfast I was like hmm I thought she does fasting
0: in the morning oh
2: okay I'm back I'm back to it
0: (laughs) that is a great one I love that (laughs) thanks everybody all right we'll be back tribe out Tribe out. Tribe. tribe out Thanks for listening to another episode of Telling on Ourselves. Please rate, review, share, subscribe, download our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And if you want more Telling on Ourselves, please find us and follow us and like us on Instagram and Facebook at Telling on Ourselves. Tribe out.